Hello everybody out there and welcome back to The Story Goes. My name is Mike and I am here today with a longtime friend um, and uh, semi-new time mother, uh, Merit, and her little one. Are we, are we saying the little one's name as well? Sure, we can, we can introduce Jasper. Okay, Jasper is also here on my floor eating things that look like little pancakes with his tiny little hands. Um, so Merit... How are you doing today? Today is a pretty good day. It's the first official day of my spring break. Oh. So um, that means a full week home with Jasper. Yeah. Um, Let's talk uh, a little bit about you in general. So give us a give us a an overview of who we're talking with today. Who 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 is Merritt in Merritt's words? Uh, well, um, I guess. Now I should put mother first. Um, That's your decision? Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, flute teacher. Okay. Suzu- Suzuki flute teacher. All right. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I'm just trying to be a decent human being. Um, <laughs> so, but, you, but you already said that you teach flute, so... <laughs> I, but I try to minimize piccolo. So. Oh, okay, all right. So that's all right. right. Okay. And uh, uh, I learned a long time ago it's rude to ask people's ages, um, uh, but give me a range. Um, I will say that I need to check the 35 to 40 box okay. on the... Uh, all right. And uh, I'm considered of advanced maternal age. Oh, okay. And uh, how old is Jasper now? Um, he will... In, in in about a week, he'll be uh, 17 months. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, have you always... Uh, have you, Did you always think that you were going to be a mom? I, I did, um, and then I didn't, and then I did again. Okay, let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about that timeline for a little bit. Like, when, when was the didn't? So... Um, the didn't was when I was in a bad marriage and, mm-hmm. um, I just, I was trying to figure out what I wanted for my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like I had made a commitment and mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to honor the mm-hmm. commitment, but I also didn't want to bring anyone else into my mess that mm-hmm. I had created. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we had gotten married, Mm -hmm. uh, we both had wanted children. Sure. And then when I realized what raising a child with this person sort of would entail Mm -hmm. and, and the, um, uh, religious commitments and cultural Mm -hmm. commitments, Mm -hmm. um, because he was from a, a different Different belief set than you. Yeah, different mm-hmm. culture and different belief set. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that it really wasn't um, something that I wanted to raise a child in. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you think, was it always clear to you when you were in that situation that it was that situation? Or did you think at the time, oh, I guess I just don't want that? Because you would think about kids and then you'd be kind of turned off by that. Mm, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I have to put myself back into the, mind, the mindset. Um, 
I will say that when um, when I got divorced mm-hmm. and was I was twenty nine. I was about to turn th- in between the time that we were officially separated and then officially divorced. Mm-hmm. I turned thirty. Okay. And um, when you are newly single at thirty mm-hmm. as a woman, mm-hmm. you have to do some work to reconcile the fact that it's it's entirely possible that you won't you won't have kids. It doesn't right. necessarily matter whether you want them or not. There's right. a, there's a potential that you just won't be right. in a you situation that right. you you'll be able to. Right. Um so uh so that's sort of a backdoor answer to your question. Yeah. Um yeah, I I think uh I had friends who were having kids while I was mm-hmm. married. Did that freak you out? Um I mean, only in as much as it's a really freaky thing to have a kid. I would imagine. Um, so, and and being able to be there from the very beginning and, and know these kids from the very beginning mm-hmm. um, was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think it was also helpful in the sense that um, some for some kids it would have uh, kids for some women it probably would have made their biological clock go haywire but mm-hmm. for me it sort of allowed me to be the nurturing aunt mm-hmm. you know who could still sleep a full night sleep and and like go out sometime. and go out yeah right you know wear and, wear stuff and not get puke all over it right exactly yeah it's unless it's your own puke life. and then whatever <laughs> then, and that was no. a fun night I guess um, so this podcast. <clears throat> is called the story goes for a reason and usually after i get um a little bit of intro about who i'm talking to like we just did um we start to start down a path and i like to kind of begin the main conversation all the time by saying tell me a story about a person or a place or an event uh that changed you and i think we have an obvious one on the floor right now <laughs> laughing at me. Um, so obviously I would imagine becoming a mother changes you quite a bit. So you can talk about that, but you can also talk about anything. We can kind of start anywhere you'd like. Um, yeah, we can talk about, we can talk about Jasper. I think it's hard. Um, I, I think in our society, mm-hmm. I think just for the perpetuation of the human race period i know i'm not going to let you touch that though sweetie just for the listeners uh, jesper is now on her lap and he is uh trying to either use the microphone or eat the microphone i'm not <laughs> probably eat. i don't i don't oh, know he sees buttons okay yeah yeah um so you know we we have to tell ourselves not really I don't think it's a lie exactly, but mm-hmm. we, we have to focus on all of the good parts of having a kid in order <laughs> to those, get ourselves yeah. to actually do it. Because <laughs> you'd be insane, yeah. Right, because it's it's really a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing to do. Tell um, me um, some of the ways that you went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or tell me some of the ways that you think you still are crazy or that you would have thought were crazy before you became a mom. Oh, I I mean, the, the, the first week that Jasper was home and... Uh-huh. Um, you know, I don't even know if I had showered at that point. Yeah. And, and I just felt like I was beholden to him and we had trouble with nursing and Mm -hmm. you have to stay here, honey. Um, 
uh, and anyway, I looked at, at my husband mm-hmm. and, and I just, tears were just running down my face and I said, we used to have such a beautiful life, oh. you know, <laughs> because yeah. it, it, it's uh, different. Yeah. Well, yeah, it occurred to me that we couldn't just go out to dinner because there wasn't anything in the cupboard and we couldn't just, right. um, you know, decide to take advantage of a cheap airfare to wherever, or, um, even if we didn't do those things that often, just the freedom of having it, um, all of a sudden is gone, you know, and, um, as a newborn, he was very clingy Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, my husband was hands on, but Mm -hmm. there's just, there are certain things that Unfortunately, only moms can do. Yeah, only moms can do. So, uh, it really it felt like my body wasn't mine anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a big. Um, the The recovery was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I had some. Um, they call it third degree tears. Oh um, my! Yeah, that so, does not sound good at all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good, and I in the hospital. One of the OBs who checked on me was a man, and mm-hmm. um, he said, oh, you know, you're looking pretty good. And I said, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to using the bathroom for the first time. Oh, my, yeah. And, and he said, oh, I think you'll be fine. And in my head, I'm like, what does a man know yeah, about, right. sure, <laughs> about, sure. about this? You know? <clears throat> sure. Um, and where, was he proven incorrect? Was it not fun? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the whole, I mean, yeah, there's... There's a whole industry, a whole postpartum industry I out bet. there for just making it <laughs> easier. I know it's so funny to talk about using the potty, isn't he's, it? He's super laughing at us. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's not fun, and and um, I didn't find it fun for quite some time. There's so much around that. <clears throat> excuse me. That is such a mystery, especially to to people who are not in the uh, becoming daddies and mommies industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for instance, I don't have any of my own kids, although I'm a teacher and I teach quite a bit of them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about all this. And it's like anything that has anything to do with like bodily fluids or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. things that usually people would keep private is so shielded right. from, right. from quote unquote civilians, right. those of us who don't have any children. Right. So every time, because now I'm of an age now where like most of, you know, the people I went to school with, they either decided they're not having kids or they have kids now. Right. Um, I hear just these horrible, terrible, <laughs> horrifying things that like I wouldn't even think about because it's like, of course, like why would I, why would you think about that unless you're in a relationship where your partner is going through that or right. if you're a woman and you're going through that, like right. I have no idea. Right, right, right. I think particularly as, as a man, like, you know, there's definitely quote-unquote girl talk mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. um but there's also you, you don't want to scare the pregnant lady either you yeah know? so so i think people minimize yeah they're like this isn't going to be bad at all and then it's terrible and everyone's like see it was terrible for me too and yeah. you're like why didn't you tell me that before all this right right mm-hmm. um and and i i genuinely believe that a big part of postpartum depression is actually just grief hmm. for mourning your former life wow you know i i mean not saying i'm not that's not to minimize postpartum depression at all but i think there's a very real mourning process that we just don't 
want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we want to talk about how great it is to have this little person who's reliant on you all the time. I'm just even now um, with my health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on my health insurance now. Yeah, of course, yeah. And um, actually my husband is too. And it was just open enrollment. And I thought I didn't have to do anything because I was just keeping, I was happy with the coverage. I didn't want to change anything. Right. And then it turned out that they had eliminated the particular plan that I was on and I had to choose and I, and I hadn't realized it. And there was this sort of extra pressure. Mm. Whereas if it had just been me and I had gotten kicked off my health insurance, whatever, it, I'll find something know, else. It would, I mean, it would have been a pain in the ass, but you know, sure. just, be extra careful crossing the street for a year or something like <laughs> right. that. Just you avoid know, buses. Right. You know, maybe wear, don't wear take that. Yeah, don't take everyone. that paragliding vacation until. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But all of a sudden, you know, through no fault of his own. Yeah. You're like terrified all day long. Yeah. So yeah. let's, I, I think there's so much interesting um, material to talk about here that um, so many people just have no idea about. Um, so I want to go back a little bit um, to the idea um, and again, we are very, very clear that we're not saying no one out there ever think about having babies. Obviously, no. you love your your son. Yes. And obviously, every parent that I know loves their kids. And like, right. kids are cool if you want to have kids. But like, but I'm really interested in this the statement that you said about mourning your former life. And I want to talk about if you're comfortable with that. Like, mm-hmm. were there stages to that, or did you go see anyone to talk about any of that, or was it all something that you could contain, kind of like within your own home? You or? know, uh, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. um, I I didn't see anybody, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish I had. Mm. Um, it, it, I'm the primary caregiver, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, so although my husband works from home, sure. um, it, it, to, in order to work, he can't, he, he can't watch Jasper and work at the same time. Right. So someone's no. got to be watching him. Yeah. So, right. um, I think part of it was just that I didn't feel like I, I think self-care for new mothers is a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. And I think self-care, um, encompasses a lot. Mm-hmm. including mental, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it can just be, sorry, I'm just making sure that he doesn't destroy your place. Um, or like dump a candle on his head. Or, well, that too. Um, he's, he's traveling around for the listeners. Yeah. He's exploring his surroundings. He's coming back this way. Yeah. He's kind of like a T-Rex, but like not dangerous at all, except <laughs> to himself. Well, and anything breakable. Um, so, so you said that you kind of wish that you had seen like what 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 kinds of things would you deal with was it mostly um was it mostly kind of on the on the what we'd call the the blue or the depression side or was it mostly on the anxiety side or was it kind of a mixture of both I or? think it was a mixture of both mm-hmm. on the anxiety side I would say the the anxiety really centered around um Jasper dying oh yeah for some reason and oh my God, there yeah. was I mean it seemed like I don't know if it was an algorithm thing or mm-hmm. or what, but it seemed like everything kept showing up in my Facebook feed about oh, yeah. babies dying yeah. at that point. Right. Yeah. You know, so it was, you know, I had no idea how many different ways a well, baby could. There's plenty of ways to die. die. Yeah, yeah, and um, that must be terrifying. Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. It's still terrifying. Sure, and it's still, but I think it's also there's a bit of the fascination that 
he's using his cup as a soccer ball, if you can hear that now. Um, I think part of the fascination with it is to sort of prepare yourself in advance in wow. case it in happens. In case anything that terrible ever you know, happens. Yeah, because the, the, you know, I'd be sitting there and crying, crying about it, mm-hmm. you know. And like out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. Wow. And, and um, you know, and then, and then in my head I'd think, this is, this is the really evil, horrible thought, but I'd think, oh, but, you know, it's sort of like a, a do-over then, you know, like wow. I could go back, I could go back to, we could go back to the way it, yeah. it was. Even though you, know? you really wouldn't, because that would be such a... You would never, you'd you be would, changed forever. Right, right. Yeah, you'd be changed forever, but right. you you could go out to dinner. <laughs> yes, you could, you could be right. two very, very depressed people going Cry, out to dinner, crying, crying over dinner. Crying right. over dinner, yeah. So right. um, that might get you some wicked chilies coupons if you tell them <laughs> ahead of time, "Hey, we just lost our son." Yeah. So can I have a bloomin' onion? Right. <laughs> yeah. On the house. Yeah, comp me a bloomin' onion. That might work. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever use it, but no, yeah, I'd, um, I'd like to not have to. Um, so, you know, and of course, and and then there's this whole thing with. With sleep depth too, I that bet. exacerbates the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then when, when they start sleeping more, mm-hmm. then the question is, you know, are they asleep or? Are oh they, my god! Are they dead? You that know, is... are they quiet because they're asleep? Because they're never quiet. Or are they quiet because they're not going to wake up? That's terrifying. So that's, um, I mean, uh, yeah, this is getting kind of dark. I guess, no, that's but, fine. Um, that's that's good. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's sort of, and, and you just have to kind of say, well, you know, I'm for self-preservation, you say, well, the logical part of my brain, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to put that, that part in charge. You're going to honor that part. For now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'll let you down again. Um, and, and then you kind of get on it with it. Yeah. And I think. I think part of what gets gets you through it is is you do start getting to sleep more, mm-hmm. and that really helps. And they do start being a little bit more independent, mm-hmm. and that really helps. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, eventually we we did get a babysitter for some things, mm-hmm. and and, um, and we're very fortunate that my mom comes down from Milwaukee mm-hmm. once a week and. And, um, helps you out. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is just, it's huge. It's so, so gigantically huge. Well, I mean, if you look at traditional cultures and if you look at even our own culture before the internet and automation and everything took us out of our own lives and and made us feel like we are completely independent kind of young people forever, even as we age, like having a kid and raising a kid used to be a community thing. Right. It used to be at least the immediate family was around all the time. And, and, and then you'd expect that like friends take care of friends, babies and things like that. And a lot of times we don't find that in modern America anymore. Right. Cause we're all right. focused on our jobs and focused on what current crisis our government is putting us through or whatever. Right. And, and you know, there's a lot, I mean, there's been a lot written um, about how women are expected to do it all now, yeah, you know, and which I want to ask you about that. I'm getting to that. Yeah, but. yeah, but um, so so there is there's the guilt that goes along too with there's even the guilt of having me time or right, I, sure, you know. So Jasper was born in early November, mm-hmm. um, and 
my maternity leave went through to till after New Year's. Mm-hmm. And um, so close around Christmas time, you know, I, I just, I had to run some errands. Well, that it's Christmas I just time, had to, sure. You know, right. had to run. And so I left Jasper with my husband for an hour. It was exactly an hour. <laughs> you and timed I it. was, I was, I went everywhere. Yeah. I, I hit Whole Foods. I right. hit Target. Right. I, and it, it was like, I mean, it was mm-hmm. great, and and I came home and I was feeling just elated Jazz. that I had gotten so much done. I had felt so free mm-hmm. and unencumbered, mm-hmm. and had you know blasted through something like four stores, mm-hmm. and um, gotten toilet paper and whatever. Oh and, yeah, and the really important things. And I walked in and and my husband said, "Oh my God, you were gone so long." <laughs> um, <laughs> I almost texted you to see where you were. Um, I said, I said, I told you I'd be gone for an hour. He yeah, was but like, an hour feels like a month when you he, got a newborn. He, 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 he was convinced that I was gone for two and a half oh. hours. Um, and and but then but then there was part of me that was like, but can I'm you deal, with please? Yeah, yeah. All day, yeah. all day, yeah. all the time. So I would imagine that. Um, one's relationship once one has a newborn is then becomes a right and becomes a perpetual kind of like uh compromise a game right like you do this so that i can live and not go crazy and then i will do that so that you can live and not go crazy and that's kind of like your life now for the next 20 years right right (laughs) and they they you know i mean there's that sort of old adage about how um you know women become mothers when they get pregnant and men become fathers when, when they decide to well, <laughs> let's let's just say it took my husband most of my maternity actually it was after my maternity leave um mm-hmm. not that he wasn't right there on mm-hmm. the on the front lines mm-hmm. um but it took him a couple months mm-hmm. after my maternity leave to to get the hang of mm-hmm. um that he couldn't just schedule, you know, he Whatever. works from home. And, and so sometimes he um, needs to have meetings with clients uh, mm-hmm. elsewhere or wherever. And mm-hmm. he would just schedule them without thinking about the fact that after my maternity leave, I wasn't, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I wasn't home yeah. and that he was going to be on, yeah. on duty. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So there were a few snafus that way um and and the learning curve was pretty big and we have mm-hmm. a pretty good system now i think mm-hmm. um but i you know i i i know you keep coming back to the sleep debt but mm-hmm. it is for real it's got to mess you up in and and you have no patience mm-hmm. and you have no patience for your spouse mm-hmm. and then the kid is screaming and we're biologically designed yeah to, to react to, to react yeah and and then you know neither of you knows what to do. And then you're both like, just, I don't know what to do. Why, why don't you do something? You know, yeah, and, you're really selling this. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think, you know, we're a better team now than I we bet. Are, I mean, you have to be right. We yeah. Well, I mean, people either break or they get exactly better. right. That's exactly it. And, and, and I mean, I, all signs are pointing to better mm-hmm. well, for that's, us. That's good to hear, which is good. That's good but I think, you know, going back to the failed marriage, mm-hmm. my husband also had a failed marriage. And so, um, mm. I think we had, we both had, uh, 
different set of expectations going mm-hmm. into this relationship than maybe some people mm-hmm. who had had, who maybe hadn't been married or hadn't. So let's talk about that for a second. Like, what do you, what do you think you expected out of your second marriage that you didn't out of your first or what, or kind of another way of putting that would be, what did you grow to know that you should expect out of someone that you would, you know, hopefully share the rest of your life with? Well, I think, I think with my first marriage, um, I, I felt like it was easier for me to compromise past the point of, mm. of where you were comfortable. Where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the learning curve for me was to not do that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was really clear with where my boundaries were on the first date, even. Like verbally? You're oh, just yeah. like. I, I, the first date, <laughs> um, he likes to joke. Uh, about it but it's the totally the truth mm-hmm. the first date i said i'm not converting <laughs> to anything so right so mm-hmm. if that is a, that's it a deal yeah. breaker right. then we might as well just have that out on the table right mm-hmm. now before we actually i mean that seems realistic i mean that seems reasonable right and um and and uh i also said you know i never want to go through a divorce again yeah so if if you're not a hundred percent into this with me, then, then let's, let's, you know, let's not get married in the first place. Right. And also we're both too, too old to deal with this shit right now well, anymore. Right, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, at the, at the time we were, were in our, I guess, or mostly me still able to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you, you don't want to waste time. Yeah. If with, that's something you if, want, if yeah. that's something you want, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's part of it and and I also I remember moving in with him and mm-hmm. and I said to mom, "Oh, you know, he's so easy to live with." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Well, honey, somebody else already did all the hard work of of smoothing out your yeah, rough patches right. both of both of right. us, you know, we learned how to be adults and sort of been smoothed out and yeah. how, well, how just, you know, how to live with somebody yeah. and, and um how to suck it up and do mm-hmm. the dishes even when you feel like you've done them a thousand mm-hmm. times and, right. or whatever. It's, it's different than living with a roommate. Yes. Um, at least it should be. Hopefully it is. Right. 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 Um, so let's go back to, uh, the idea of, um, uh, the quote unquote kind of cliched, of women can have it all or can't yeah. have it all. Let's talk about that. Um, cause I think that that is, a pressing thing, at least for every single woman I know, yeah. um, of our age range. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do, in your mind, what does quote unquote having it all for you look like? And how has that changed from like before you were a mom? If it has. Well, um, hmm. I, I think that, uh, having it all, means having a an identity independent mm-hmm. of being ma- a mother mm-hmm. uh, for me mm-hmm. um and that's not to say uh that i that that means that i'd have to still have a career um I sure mean, i think you can have an identity outside of being a mother and not and be a stay-at-home mother um, um oh wait about to he's doing he's doing a million things at once um including shoving the better part of a cheese entire cheese stick in his mouth but um 
Yeah, so I think, uh, but the the complicating factor mm -hmm. of being a musician for me mm -hmm. means that uh, for basically a year after he was born, I really didn't do that much practice. Because, sure, how could you? Yeah, there was just no... Especially when you're still nursing, there's just there's no time. You're trying to keep another human alive, right? Right, and yourself. Yeah, two humans. And then, in theory, you're you know also going to work and um, right. and answering emails, and then you know somebody has to reschedule their lesson because of badminton, right, or whatever. And um, so, I feel I still feel like. Um, you know, I'm just that person with the, the spinning plates. Mm -hmm. What it really is, is, you know, that game you play when you're a kid with balloons where you try not to let it hit the ground. Sure. Yeah. And like you dive for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm constantly diving for the balloon mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just most of the time getting there mm -hmm. before the balloon actually hits mm -hmm. the ground. Mm -hmm. And right now I have, um, I'm the flute coordinator for the Suzuki Association of the Americas uh, biennial conference that Which has happens. got to be pretty darn big because that's a huge it's pretty big I mean association. fortunately you know flute is smaller than violin or something right like that. if you were piano you'd be dead right right I, I mean it just wouldn't even sure. happen but right. so that has extra just daily logistical things that have to happen mm-hmm on top of my normal logistical things that have to happen. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, maybe we don't do that, sweetie. That probably doesn't sound good. Well, it For the good. listener, uh, good, little Jasper is uh, kind of taking everything that would make noise on the podcast and <laughs> proceeding to throw it everywhere. And I'm getting a little preview here of what it must be like Every single second of every single yeah. day to be a parent of a tiny little one. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much. This is pretty much it. Um. So what is so what is success? So what is success for you at, at this? Is this stage of life is success simply keeping those plates spinning and no, no no disaster happens this week? So now I'm a success. Yeah. I. I mean. I'd. I'd love to. I. So in January, mm -hmm. I, my students and and I started a 100 day practice challenge. Did you fail? No, I'm really. On, You've been on it. I'm on day seventy-seven. I have not practiced yet today, so it could still right. fail. There's still, but what what do you, for what are the standards you're setting? Like, what is there a time limit? For for me, yeah, I want to just at least do my tone studies every day. And for so people that have no idea what that means, fifteen or twenty minutes of just 15. focused on just on the sound that I'm making, mm -hmm. yeah. um, because that's. That's the baseline. Basis, yeah. um, my students are allowed to have lame days, um, mm -hmm. or if they're traveling or something like that. There's mm -hmm. there's a whole list of things that they can do that will count as practicing mm -hmm. if they can't actually practice. Mm -hmm. And I have in my head sort of a similar list. I I have, um, oh, sweetie. That's okay. We'll get it later. We'll get it in post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I have old lessons on recorded lessons mm -hmm. that 
I feel like I could listen to instead of practice and it would count. Sure. Um, but so far I've been able to at least do 20 minutes every day, which for me, well, the, the thing is, is that 20 minutes usually turns into more if you mm -hmm. have more time. If you just do if it. If you yeah. have the time, mm -hmm. it usually turns into more. So, and, and um, the thing that's, been really wonderful for me with it is that it's this way of saying, well, this is my priority. That's yeah, your time. Right. And it, it's more of a priority than my emails or it's mm. more of a priority than the dishes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm becoming a more successful flute player mm -hmm. um, than I had been feeling for over a year. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important if you're going to, I wish this was a visual podcast <laughs> at this point. So what's happening right now, just to let the listeners know, is that Jasper is looking back at me, smiling, and then grabbing handfuls of Cheerios and literally just dumping them on the floor right in front of me, as if to say, you can't stop this. Because he is entirely correct. I cannot stop him at this moment. Right. Now imagine being on the toilet and, okay, it, I'm happening there. With, <laughs> and it happening with any, any number of things that he finds in the bathroom. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, where you say, no, no, you know. Yeah, it's okay. <sighs> it's all right. I live with a big dog who kind of does the same thing with we, his food. We have Cheerios everywhere in our house. It's, I mean, it's just. It's okay. It's They're wholesome. They're whole grain. It's all right. The way, the way it goes. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's good for the floor at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about dreams a little bit. Sure. Um, what do you dream for your son? And what do you dream for you? Like, give me a, not that you need to give me a 10-year plan for your life on this podcast right now out of nowhere, but if you have one, like, what's a, what's a, what's a dream? And, and also, related to that question, given everything that's going on in our country right now, especially things that are going on that involve young people, what are your fears and hopes for, for how Jasper is growing up in our world? Yeah, well, without getting... Um, too political. Well, you can get um, whatever you get. Um, he, Jasper was born the day before the election. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wow. So, um, and um, one of the things that you might not know, Mike, um, but in certain circles, postpartum hormones are quite notorious for just Oh, I've heard the, that part. The hormones are raging, yeah. I so, haven't heard about the poop and stuff, but so, I've heard about yeah, the hormones well, quite a bit. Being, being postpartum in oh the God. women's wing yeah. of Evanston Hospital in one of the most liberal parts yeah. in the women's wing, right? postpartum, that was a particularly difficult election to watch. I and imagine. On, so he was born on Monday, mm -hmm. and the election was on Tuesday. And, and so the whole wing is crying Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, OBs were crying yeah. in my room. They, they would come in and they'd start yeah. talking to my mom. and, and Everyone's venting. And, crying, yeah. yeah. And um, um, so you think you're bringing a child into one world. Mm -hmm. And the very next day, you discover that it's not actually the world that you thought you were bringing. Or hoped. You, that yeah. you hoped. Well, I mean, I, I, had, I really didn't. I mean, I was in I a bubble. I was yeah, completely, no, so, so was I was I, completely so was, in a bubble. Yeah, so was I, yeah. It, or maybe not bubble. Maybe one could say denial. Like, it, I just... Yeah, it seemed I crazy. Really, it it seems so crazy. so crazy. Yeah. It still does. It, yeah, every, it's insane. Every... Mm, every day. Um, 
So, uh, so was there kind of like the motherhood version of buyer's remorse where like now this child is, is out and is here and you're like, Oh my God, like we live in ring world or Dune or yeah, a, 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 a good friend of mine actually said, well, it's good that you got pregnant before the election oh, because you wouldn't have, because I don't, sh- there's a good chance. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't want to do that. Right. Wow. At which point, at my age, the odds would be pretty good that... Yeah, maybe you I couldn't. Mean, I mean, couldn't or, or you know, mm-hmm. you reach a certain point. Like, I don't have a tattoo. And <laughs> and I, I've always kind of thought, you know, maybe I'll get a tattoo. But then a few years ago, I realized, I've gone this long without a tattoo. Like, maybe I just don't need a tattoo, you know? My personal view on tattoos is if anyone has them, I don't, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you do with your own body is your own business. I don't care. But for me... It seems like I would be trying a little too hard to recapture a time in my life that I'm now well past. And if you're not in the Navy actively or a pirate, um, I I don't see past 25 getting a new tattoo. Like I, I I feel like that wouldn't work. You know? Yeah. I the the um, I you know I think breast cancer survivors if they want oh sure to, you know I I mean I think. Outside of truly traumatic, Mm -hmm. there are some healing reasons Mm -hmm. that people want to Mm -hmm. put things on their body. Right. Um, And so I wouldn't, I guess I would never say never, but I do sort of feel like this body has gone this long without one. Without like a a butterfly on your lower back. Right, right, exactly. It says like Cancun 08 or whatever. exactly, exactly. (laughs) So I think it's probably... Like that ship has probably sailed. Yeah. Um, Past Cancun. Right. <laughs> but to 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 go back to um, hopes and dreams, I think one of my big concerns that is sort of a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm concerned that right now my schedule is really favorable to mm-hmm. um, spending a lot of time with Jasper mm-hmm. because um, most of my teaching is after school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm around most of the morning, um, and, and part of the early afternoon and, um, most nights I am home after he goes to bed. So Mm -hmm. I I miss bedtime most of the time, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking ahead to a time when he'll be in school Mm -hmm. and, um, then that'll mean I'll see him in the morning before he goes to school. But there's, I'll, if my schedule... If something doesn't change, mm-hmm. I'll miss most dinners mm-hmm. and depending, probably most bedtimes. Mm-hmm. At and, least for a while. At least for a while, right. And um, that, I, that's not... It's not fun for you to think not, about? Yeah, that's not, that's not what I, you know, that's not what I want for him or for me. Right. Um, so I guess that's, that's part of not having it all. Mm-hmm. Um, or part of what success would be. So, um, my one of my, I've got probably about five years to sort of figure out a way if I can rearrange things to mm-hmm. be a little bit more, mm-hmm. more like how I would would want them mm-hmm. during the school year. Mm-hmm. You want you want more. 
So want more? Do you have all of that all over the floor? Basically, Jasper spilled two hundred Cheerios all over the floor, and now he's looking at us and as if to say, "Give me two hundred more," because now I'm for more. Yeah. There's a thing over there that kind of looks like a rawhide, but it is a pancake for little humans, and now he is examining that. This has become the, uh, what is Jasper putting in his face hour? <laughs> so, um, do you ever think about, because you're, you're a teacher, and you're passionate about teaching, mm-hmm. and because I, I come from the same kind of work background, and I'm a teacher, um, and I absolutely love what I do, um, I know sometimes I have this weird uh, kind of like waking nightmare. It's like a dark fantasy where I think about when's the end of that. I think about like, and this is tough. And I see you, and I see you sigh. And I, and I every time I start talking about this, I get emotional, or or I, at least I there's a there's a feeling in me because I you know if you're a teacher, you meet these people, you meet all these people, and you and you and you get them through these incredibly crucial parts of their lives or you you introduce them because we're both in the arts too so you introduce them to these things that that become a big part of who they are and then you see them often you know the young ones go to college or if you teach adults too like you you see them through something and then they're able to do something they weren't able to do before and 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 at the end of that that kind of mini cycle you're like oh you know like that was that was amazing when you see that one student off, but then the next one comes and then it repeats again. And it's like this, like, hopefully, if you're lucky like we have been, um, it's a cycle mostly of joy, right? Mm-hmm. And you couldn't imagine mm-hmm. ever stopping doing that, you know? But then sometimes I think about when is my life going to catch up with me or will my life catch up with me in such a way where like, well, I won't be able to do that anymore. Or I would like my, I just, yeah. how won't, sustainable is this? Right. Yeah. And it, horrifies me it's like it's like this dark fantasy he is now uh this little boy is now doing his best to re-shellac my wood floor but with whole grain cheerios <laughs> and he's smiling at me the whole time and i just cannot be angry because he is too sweet and also i'm trying to do a podcast but <laughs> anyways here we are that was a very very serious statement met with just complete ridiculous ridiculous but sometimes that's life isn't it yeah well that that is definitely life yeah no i i remember the the very first student um i inherited a studio Mm -hmm. of students and the first one that i had for any length of time Mm -hmm. he had been an eighth grader and then he graduated Mm -hmm. and i i cried for a week whenever anybody said his name yeah and um and i called up my mentor Mm -hmm. and i said how do you do this i just i don't think i can do this i i don't think i you know uh, i can't i can't keep doing this and he said oh you get used to it um yeah and and it's it's true but more what happened was that um uh that winter break he came back Mm -hmm. um and we got hot chocolate mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the for the next couple of summers, his parents invited me over for, mm-hmm. for dinner. And I realized that it's it's not the end. No. It's just an 
in, in evolution in the relationship. And um, particularly now with social media, I, mm -hmm. I, I was a latecomer to Facebook, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I can keep tabs on a lot of these students. <laughs> oh, man. It's like... Um, He's doing some great Foley work for us now. So we're, <laughs> we are... Having trying to have this conversation here, and uh, we have these crunches in the background. Those are that is my floor, uh, meeting its end. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to Cheerios and peanut butter. Um, I cannot believe how much just sitting here for an hour this little human moves around and also destroys things. It's incredible. And, and he is pretty contained. No, right no, he's now really tame because, yeah. because we're not in his home environment. Right. So he'd know. just be running everywhere. Uh, right. It... Well, there's, you know, you think for just one second that you can, you know, oh, okay, he went in his, his room. He'll be fine in his room. Mm -hmm. If I finish whatever it is that I'm doing. But no, here. he and will not be fine. No, there's a, a crash or whatever. Oh boy. That happens. Yeah, for sure. Or you, or when he's too quiet, then you know that a plant has been uprooted and he's shoveling dirt in his mouth <laughs> or, you know, that's amazing. I mean, it's amazing because it's not my kid. You know what I right, mean? Like, right. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, a, <laughs> yes, that's so funny. it's kind of like watching a train wreck. Kind of. Yeah. It, I mean, he's much sweeter than train wreck, but good God. But, uh, you know, so yesterday, this is completely off topic, but That's okay. yesterday um, I was changing his diaper and... Always an experience, I'm sure. Right. And, and it was, you know, a bad one. And so I had used up his patience just cleaning him up. Yeah. And... So he took off? He took off without, without a diaper on. And I thought, okay, well, that'll be... I mean, the... The diaper was bad enough. I was like, you know, he, there's nothing left. I'm, you know. No, there was fine. something left. Uh, so I'm I'm wrapping up the diaper. Sure. And meanwhile, he has squatted down and just urinated on his carpet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just, just like a just, dog. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like a dog. Like an untrained dog. Like, like a dog that you would get angry at. Yeah. Like a like, but you can't you can't get angry. Yeah, I, because it's. And then, you know, you're trying to clean it up and he keeps <laughs> you know, like I, 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 you know, I put a towel down to try to, <laughs> to try to absorb it. He's like, well, this towel doesn't belong here. And so pulls... he's picking it up and I'm like, oh, just, you know, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a constant. Um, I mean, uh, I think. I, I heard on NPR mm -hmm. before I became a parent. I heard mm -hmm. an interview with a woman who wrote a book called "All Joy, No Fun" <laughs> about parenting, and and I think about that like almost every day, every that, day. That seems uh, pretty. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like so much work, yeah. and it's it's really joyful. But then also you're cleaning up urine from right this. Persian carpet that oh. was imported. Oh no! Um, you know that made it through the revolution in Iran. And, um, <laughs> only to be peed on. Only to be peed on most unceremoniously <laughs> by some American kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, isn't that kind of a microcosm of a world policy? <laughs> Is that so funny? I think he wants to leave. He's like pointing. He's like, we're done here. We're done. We're, like, we're, we're done, what? guys. We're done. I, I did all my work I needed to do He's here. He's like, hand me the mic so uh, I can drop it. I've done everything I could. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with the tools at my disposal. Right. Right. So, um, so what, do, what do you dream for this little monster? 
you know, I'm, well. Do, do you think about simply, that? Well, I would really love him to be in a world where he didn't have to do active shooter drills. Man, that'd um, be nice. That's a, so, you know, my, my dream, I grew up in Milwaukee in the 80s when they were um, busing kids to make sure mm-hmm. that the schools had, you know, certain ratios that were integrated in a certain way. And mm-hmm. um, that is not, that's not the way schools are anymore, right. actually. Um, right. So my my dream for him is just that he experiences a lot of different people and is not afraid of mm-hmm. of people who are different from him however that looks mm-hmm. um, um for him to keep being open i mean so far he's not racist every time he um smiles at somebody who doesn't look like him, I breathe a sigh of relief mm, that, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he hasn't like gotten to that stranger danger mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, it feels really selfish to have brought him into the world right. um, because we don't, at this rate, we don't know how long the world, the world is going to last in the form that it's in. Or uh, just period. Or period. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I'm no parent wants to see their child suffer. And, right. And the thought of him not, not being able to have children because mm-hmm. he doesn't feel mm-hmm. like, he can, you know, or, mm-hmm. or his life is cut short because of something that po- our generation did. Right. right. Or the generations before us or right. whatever policies of, of people right. previous um, that really breaks my heart. But, um, but when I'm not thinking sort of meta like that, mm-hmm. I, um, he loves music. No. I, I want him to, to have, have music in his life one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want him to feel like he can pursue anything that mm-hmm. he's passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to force him into to being a musician, although he will have to practice any instrument that he chooses and commit to it. So I want to ask you uh, two last questions, and they're related to music, actually. Um, The one is kind of more of a kind of a practical one, and then the last one's kind of a philosophical one. So you ready for this? You sipped your coffee? Sure. Great. Little boy's sitting down. He's listening very nicely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we go. The first practical one is, I think about this a lot because I don't have my own kids yet, but I am a musician as well. Oh, he's coughing. Okay. Nope. No, he's okay. Um, and that is, would you ever want to be your own son's teacher of anything or would you never, ever do that? Oh, um, like if he's like, if he turns like five and he's like, I want to play flute, like right now, mommy, just like you. Well, so from... A purely practical standpoint, it would be the cheapest way to go about it. Sure. Um, so, but from an emotional, <laughs> um, I I would like to hope that um, that we will have fostered a relationship in which he's laughing at me already. <laughs> Mom, he's like, "That's going to be terrible. That's a terrible crying. job." Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to think that we've. I I have friends who have taught their their, their own, own kids? kids. Oh wow! How'd that go? 
So far, so good. Oof. They're both um, pretty good little cellists, actually. Mm. Um, so her personality is a lot different than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know if that that'll happen or not. Um, mm-hmm. I I think in a perfect world, he would say, "I want to play something that I know." basically nothing about mm-hmm. and then I could just be the parent yeah but actually um, my husband is not a musician and he really loves music um, really really loves music and and I I always sort of thought he'd be a good practice parent mm-hmm. for Jasper and yeah. that because he wouldn't bring that like professional musician that, in that it. baggage yeah. of, mm-hmm. um, and and I I hope that my training, as a Suzuki teacher would mean that I could focus on uh, when I'm uh, so one of the things I do is I also train teachers how to teach mm-hmm. and and when I'm training them one of the things that I like to say is is focus on outcomes not non-outcomes mm-hmm. so you'd like to think that when if you were teaching your own child you'd be able to say um, yes that was a beautiful bow hold and not say well, that was a beautiful bowl hold, but also, completely out of tune, yeah. you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, you never, know, you never know. You don't know until you're in that situation. So, um, what do you think that would mean to you if he, like, seeing your own kid like play an instrument or sing something? I would imagine is like, oh, it's got to be some kind of dream, like some kind yeah. of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I mean, he, right now he, he rocks a mean kazoo. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, it's awesome. He's a he blues has man. His, yeah. He has his harmonicas and, um, he has a, um, a toy piano, which my, my single pianistic ambition is to play the sweet for toy piano mm-hmm. on it someday. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, it's, I guess what I, what I really Love is just the seeing the pure joy mm-hmm. in in I won't call it music making necessarily, but noise mm-hmm. you know a joyful no- noise mm-hmm. um, um, that that when it becomes your job, it mm-hmm. feels more like work than it, it can. than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like him to keep that whatever mm-hmm. as long as possible. That innocence or yeah, non-judging of the sounds that you're making, the quality of sounds you're making. Well, I mean, I'd, you know, I want him to 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 want to make beautiful sounds. Sure. But, but yeah, you know, they can't all be the, beautiful. The joy of it. Yeah. And my final question for you today, mm-hmm. um, because um, we have talked so much about becoming a parent and mm-hmm. um, and and knowing that you've been so entrenched in music for so long, have you? My final question is this, is what does music mean to you now that you live in a world where you're sharing it with your own child? Well, you know, that, that practice, um, the practice challenge, the funny thing is, is that practice used to be something that I had to do Mm -hmm. that then I needed I don't want to say a reward for doing, but like, no. but, but it'd be like, 
oh, I'm going to Starbucks mm-hmm. because I deserve it, because I've practiced, or, yeah. or you know, I, I, I'm, I need some, some time away from the flute. Mm-hmm. And now the flute is the thing that is the me time, you know. Um, and, and you kind of realize. I get to do. And you realize how special that is. Yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, there's, a, you know, the other day he came back from the park and mm-hmm. I was practicing and he was overtired and, mm-hmm. um, he took one look at me and just started screaming, you know, <laughs> That's it, love. it's not, it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not good for your self-esteem as an, as a musician. No. When your kid is screaming at you, mostly I think because he really wants to try the flute and, mm-hmm. and he's not allowed to. Sure. Um, but, but, uh, I, I, as a Suzuki teacher, I believe, I believe that music can change the world. Yeah. And I believe that, um, one way to make people who have beautiful hearts and who, um, who can work with others Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, is, is through music. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and I see that, you know, even Jasper reacts he dances to any any music that he hears, and, mm. and so when we're out in public, and he gets excited about something, um, it brings other other people together. You know, mm-hmm. strangers notice it mm-hmm. too. Um, so, it's it's given me an appreciation for music um, that's different than I had mm-hmm. before, um, for sure. Um, and it's given me an empathy t- for my students' parents that mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought I had before, but you don't really have until yeah. you really have your own kids. So I said that that was the last question, but I lied because I just came up with yeah. one more. Sure. Um, and it's not related to music anymore, but okay. the last thing of the day, and then we will let poor Jesper go home. And that is um, for people that do not have children yet. What is something that you would say, please make sure that you remember and appreciate this before you have kids? Ooh, what would ooh. it be? Would it be time? Would it be sleep? Would it be? Yeah, I, I would say time, like the ability to, to waste time if that's what you wanted. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if that's what you want. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess I look back at my life before Jasper and I think... <laughs> so much wasted opportunity. I had, there were so many hours that I didn't do yeah. that. I wasn't productive sitting there reading a book or yeah, right. Or watching TV. Right. And, um, you know, now I feel like I don't even have the attention span for a 30 mm-hmm. minute show. So I guess I would say before you have kids, mm-hmm. um, have all the fun you're ever going to have. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I would say, you know, if there are any like, big projects or anything that you really are excited about, you know, do don't, that. don't put it off, yeah. do it. And, and, um, if, if you're going to quote unquote waste time, do it sort of intentionally. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. just unintentionally waste time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the time that you're wasting. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just like look at your phone and then look up again and realize it's been a half an hour, right. but like say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to check in on, social media and see what my friends are up to mm-hmm. and do it intentionally. Um, because eventually you won't have that time at all. And yeah. you'll think, well, where did it all go? Seize every lazy moment. Seize, I think. Hey, right. Carpe, carpe lazy, oh, lazium. 
right on time, Jasper has started to yell. So we are going to say goodbye for this week. But Mara, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope and it was, I don't know. I think it was very lovely. And uh, even though Jasper's screaming, I'm going to assume that he liked most of the day. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.